Good morning and welcome to day 24 of Lenten Prayer with St Cuthbert. Today in the life of the Church, we celebrate St Patrick, patron saint of Ireland, but originally from Cumbria. Let us pray. This is a prayer of St Patrick's. I rise today with the power of God to guide me, the might of God to uphold me, the wisdom of God to teach me, the eye of God to watch over me, the ear of God to hear me, the word of God to give me speech, the hand of God to protect me, the path of God to lie before me, the shield of God to shelter me, the host of God to defend me against the snares of the devil and the temptations of the world, against every man who mediates injury to me, whether far or near. Amen. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to another. Before the mountains were brought forth or the earth and the world were formed, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, O children of earth. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday, which passes like a watch in the night. You sweep them away like a dream. They fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green and flourishes. In the evening it is dried up and withered. For we consume away in your displeasure. We are afraid at your wrathful indignation. You have set our misdeeds before you. And our secret sins are in the light of your countenance. When you are angry, all our days are gone. Our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are threescore years and ten, or if our strength endures, even fourscore. Yet the sum of them is but labour and sorrow, for they soon pass away and we are gone. Who regards the power of your wrath? And your indignation like those who fear you. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Turn again, O Lord, how long will you delay? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us with your loving kindness in the morning, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Give us gladness for the days you have afflicted us, and for the years in which we have seen adversity. Show your servants your works. 
and let your glory be over all your children. May the gracious favour of the Lord our God be upon us. Prosper our handiwork, O prosper the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Almighty God, our eternal refuge, teach us to live with the knowledge of our death and to rejoice in the promise of your glory, revealed to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel reading begins in Luke chapter 12 at verse 35. Stay dressed, ready for action and keep your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast, so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service, and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch, or in the third, and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager, whom his master will set over his household, to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant, whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces, and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant, who knew his master's will, but did not get ready, or act according to his will, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know, and did what deserved a beating, will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, 
and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Here ends the Gospel reading. Another prayer of St. Patrick's. Christ be with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ where I lie, Christ where I sit, Christ where I arise, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. Salvation is of the Lord. May thy salvation, O Lord, be ever with us. Amen. Chapter 24 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert That same holy virgin, Aelfleyad, mother of the handmaids of Christ, sent to Cuthbert on another occasion, begging him in God's name to come and talk over some important matter. He took a boat and sailed with his brethren to the appointed meeting-place, Coquette Island, so-called because it lies opposite the mouth of the Coquette. It was renowned for its monasteries. In the course of conversation, after Cuthbert had answered her queries at length, she suddenly broke off and flung herself before him, adjuring him by the awful name of the King of Heaven and his angels, to tell her how long her brother Egfrith would last, and who was to rule after him. "'I know you can tell me,' she said, "'if only you will, for the spirit of prophecy is strong in you.' Her oath frightened him. Yet he still shrank from revealing the truth. "'It surprises me,' he answered, that a sensible woman, and one so well versed in the Scriptures, should think of calling human life long. Does not the psalmist declare, Our years are reckoned as a spider's web? Does not Solomon exclaim, If a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many? When they come, the past is reckoned as vanity. Then how much shorter must a man's life appear, when he appears to be in his last year with death at the gates. She wept at such dire prophecies, then wiped her face, and with true feminine audacity adjured him by the divine majesty to say who would be her brother's heir, since he had neither children nor brothers. Cuthbert was silent for a while, then said, do not say there is no heir. One will come whom you will embrace with as much sisterly affection as though he were Ecrith's own self. Then tell me where he is, she cried. Look at the sea, he replied. It abounds in islands. God could easily provide a ruler for the English from one of them. She realised he was hinting at Alfrith, the supposed son of Egfrith's father, who was away in Ireland being educated. She knew also that Egfrith wanted to see Cuthbert a bishop, and she wanted to know whether the proposal would be carried out. She began again. 
Oh, how divided in aim are the hearts of men! Some enjoy the wealth they have gained, others love riches, but never have any to enjoy. You spurn worldly glory when offered you, and reject a bishopric, than which there is nothing higher in the sight of men, in preference to that barren fastness. I know I am not worthy, he replied, but I know too that the degree of the supreme ruler cannot be escaped, no matter where one might flee to. If, however, I am forced to shoulder a burden, I do not think it will be for long. After two years, perhaps, I shall be allowed to go back to my accustomed solitude and peace. Now I command you in the name of our Lord and Saviour not to tell anyone what I have said while I am still alive. He expounded many other questions for her, and gave her necessary advice, then went back to Farn to cultivate the solitary life. Shortly afterwards, there was a great synod presided over by Archbishop Theodore of Happy Memory, in the presence of King Ecfrith, at which Cuthbert, by general consent, was elected Bishop of Lindisfarne. Letters and messengers were sent to him repeatedly, but he refused to move. The king himself, and that most holy bishop, Trumwine, with numerous devout and influential personages, sailed across knelt down and adjured him by the Lord, and wept and pleaded with him, until at last he came forth, very tearful, from his beloved hiding-place, and was taken to the synod. Very reluctantly he was overcome by their unanimous decision, and compelled to submit to the yoke of episcopacy. The consecration was postponed till the end of winter, which was then just beginning. His prophecy was completely fulfilled. Next year, Ecfrith was slain by the Picts, and the throne went to his bastard brother, Aldfrith, recently returned from his studies in Ireland, where he had willingly exiled himself for the love of learning. We come to our intercessions. Let us pray for the world. Blessed are you, O God, for you have filled the temple of creation with a glory of life that glows. We bless you for the light of the sun and the moon and the stars, for the whiteness of mountain snow and the glistening of waters. We give thanks for the goodness that grows from the ground and from which health and wholeness come. And remembering with thanks the times and places of plenty and well-being in our lives. We stand also in prayer with those who are denied these things, and ask that they be not forsaken in their time of trouble. Let the cry of the poor be heard, O God, in heaven and on earth. Let the needy not be kept waiting. Let the hungry be fed. Let the oppressed be set free. For these and all who long for freedom, and for healing in body and soul, we offer prayer, O God. Amen. A Collect O God, who didst teach thy servant Patrick to love the land of his captivity, and to spend willingly, and be spent, that he might bring its people unto thee, 
grant that in all our troubles we may hear thy voice and gladly learn what thou wouldest have us do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. This is an 8th century Irish prayer. Be thou my vision, beloved Lord. None other is aught but the King of the second heavens. Be thou my meditation by day and night. May it be thee that I behold forever in my sleep. Be thou my speech. Be thou my understanding. Be thou for me, may I be for thee. Be thou my father, may I be thy son. Mayst thou be mine, may I be thine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.